Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, where we are listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Coons. We invite you to join us any Sunday you would like. If you live in the Kansas City area, we are at 310 Randolph Road here in Kansas City. That's there in Claycomo, almost right across the highway from Worlds of Fun. We invite you to come and visit us anytime. We'd love to have you. This sermon originates from April 5th of 2020, and it's called Keep On Keeping On. Now let's join our service and Pastor Philip at the pulpit. Let's now turn to the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verse 6. I'll give you a second or two to look that up. I know what you're probably thinking. For those of you who are here often, only one verse. That doesn't seem like you, Pastor Philip. Well, there's a reason for that. Because i got a whole lot of other things to look up. So don't worry, we'll make up for it a little bit later. Don't you worry about that at all. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And while we usually do uh, this, what we usually have us do is to stand up to honor the reading of this word. Now, if you don't stand up to honor the reading of the word, it's okay. I'm not going to be able to tell that you are. But uh, if you want to, you can stand with me to honor the reading of this word. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says this, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. He who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ, and amen to that. Amen to that. You know, my father, my dad, my daddy, Robert Coons, Reverend Robert Frederick Coons, the founding pastor of this church, the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church, he used to say something, not every week, but almost every week here in this church. But he definitely said it in the Moment of Truth radio broadcasting system, the broadcasting show that he did on the radio. And that's, by the way, that was where we got the name the Moment of Truth. He had a radio program. It was called the Moment of Truth. And that's where we first got our name. And every single week, he would end his show with a certain line, a certain uh, saying that he would say. And he would end his show with this. He would always say, keep on keeping on. He said it every single week. And that was something he was known for. Keep on keeping on. I love to hear him say it. No one, for me at least, no one could quite say it like my father. Keep on keeping on, he would say. I love it. My dad was from Arkansas. I loved his accent. I loved it. I loved how he would say it. And he meant it, to keep on keeping on. 
But some folks don't necessarily know what that means. What is the meaning, the definition of keep on keeping on? A lot of folks say it. What does it mean to keep on keeping on? For for, uh, some people, when they say keep on, they might say something like keep on trucking. Or they might say keep on moving. What's the meaning of keep on keeping on? You know, it's not that hard to keep on keeping on, keep on going when everything is good. When everything is good, when the sun is always shining, everything's going great, and you have money coming in, and everything is going great. Yeah, it's not that hard to keep on keep on going. It's not that hard. I tell you this, to keep on keeping on, to keep on going forward, to keep on moving, when everything is difficult in the world, that's when it becomes a struggle to keep on keeping on. Whenever everything in the world is difficult, when you're going through hard times, that's when your faith is tested. You need to keep on keeping on no matter what. So what does it mean to keep on keeping on? Well, there might be a different definition to different people of what keep on keeping on really means. What can it possibly mean to keep on keeping on? Well, let's take a look at that for just a second here. For some, it might mean to keep doing what you're doing. That's what some people mean by it. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Well, that just depends. It depends on what you're doing. For some people, they might be doing the wrong thing. And you don't want to keep on doing the wrong thing. If you keep on doing the wrong thing, you're going to end up in the wrong place at the wrong time, especially if you're doing something God doesn't want you to do. You know, for those who are lost right now, you might want to keep on doing what you're doing, but you're not going to like the outcome of it. For those who don't know the Lord, you're definitely not going to want to keep on keeping on for what you're going through because you're not going to like what ends up happening in that. But for those who know the Lord, you know that you want to keep on following him. That's what we're supposed to do. So you don't want to keep on keeping on if you're going through the wrong area. You know, Jesus Christ said this to the Pharisees in John chapter 8, verse 47. You might want to look that up with me. John chapter 8, verse 47. He said this to the Pharisees. Now, keep in mind, the Pharisees knew the word, but they didn't know the word. They knew of it, but they didn't know it. They didn't know the definition of it. It said this to them. This is what Jesus said. Now, keep in mind, Jesus is God. He is the Lord God. He is the Son of God, but he is God in the flesh. He is the Lord God. And he said this to them. He said, he who is of God, hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear them because you are not of God. Ooh, those are heavy words. Do you know how many people hear of God? but are not of God. They hear his words and they don't understand them. They don't know them. They don't get them. They are not defined by them. There's a lot of people out there right now who are not keeping on keeping on because they don't understand what it means to keep on following God. They don't get that. We don't want to be like that. They may know of the word, but they don't know the word. We don't want to be like that. So let's take a look at some of the definitions that some people have when they hear about the phrase, keep on keeping on. Let's take a look at some of that. We have at least four of them that we're going to look at today when we hear the words, keep on keeping on. I apologize. This battery may be going out. I'm just going to use this microphone for now. And I'll come back to this other one when I have time. So the first definition of keep on keeping on uh, some people want to keep on starting over. They want to keep on starting at the beginning when they were first saved. Now, I'm not talking to the lost right now. I'm talking to you who are saved. You who already know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. 
For those of you who've never asked Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you're not going to understand this. But to those of you who know Jesus, some of you want to keep starting over the beginning because you remember what it felt like when you first became a baby, when you first became saved as Christ. And I remember that feeling. Boy, it felt great to be a brand new baby, a brand new believer. Everything felt great and fresh and everything felt good. And you want to keep going to the beginning. You want to keep starting over the beginning. But you can't keep going back to the beginning. You can't keep doing that. Some people want to keep on going back. Want to keep going the way it felt brand new. But you can't keep doing that. Some people take the words from the, from the Bible. It says, I die daily, that Paul said. And there's a misunderstanding to that. We're to die daily to ourselves and not let the old in us come back. But to let Christ live in us daily. That's what it means. You know, it's not a board game. Some people in a board game want to go to the beginning of the game. You ever, you ever been in a board game? I'm sure you have. We're going to talk about that a few times here today. In a board game, you ever been the kind that has to get knocked off the board game and start over again? Isn't that annoying? Don't you hate having to start over? How about this? How about you have a, a really good roll of the dice or whatever it might be, or the die, some people say, but you get, you get knocked off the board. Oh, you do, you're so frustrated. And you have to start all over again at the very beginning. Oh. And then you're almost to the end again, and there you start over again. Some Christians are like that. They have to keep starting over again. They have to keep starting at the beginning again. You don't have to do that, Christians. You don't have to start all over again. You're supposed to keep going. You don't have to keep going to the beginning. You keep going forward. That's what you're supposed to do. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't do that. We don't have to keep going to the beginning. Let's see what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Come with me now. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Brothers, I could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to worldly, even as to babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with solid food. For to this day you were not able to endure it, nor are you able now. We're to continue to grow in the Lord. There's other things I could speak to you about. There's other things where God has God has a place for us to grow in Christ because we have a battle. We have a battle with the enemy. He has different positions for us. It says in Ephesians chapter 4 that we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves. We carried about every wind of doctrine. That's in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm not going to get into all that right now, though. No, because I have other places we have to move on to. But other people, they don't move on because they keep going back and they keep on, keep on going back to the beginning and they have to ask themselves a question. Did Jesus really save me? Can he really save me? Well, yes, Jesus really can save you and he did really save you if you really asked him to. He can. He is able to. He is capable of saving you. You don't have to keep asking yourself that. And I will read to you Luke chapter 1 verse 37, which was the verse I read in the very beginning, which is our verse of the month, which for with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing is impossible. Remember, Jesus is God in the flesh. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with Christ. Nothing. It's Christ who said that, that with God nothing is impossible. If nothing is impossible, it's possible for him to save, yes, even you. Even me. Even me. Christ was able to save even me. I'm not so bad that he couldn't save me and keep me saved forever and ever and ever. Yes, we don't have to keep going back to the beginning of the game. But we're going to move on now. Number two of the keep-ons. Some people... And this is where a lot of times people think that keeps starting over. I understand that. I completely understand it. Because then there are other Christians who want to keep on living as a lost man or a lost woman, lost person. That's what the man means. It doesn't mean male. They want to live as a lost 
person. They want to keep on living as the lost. This is ignorant. This is foolish. This is very foolish. If you're a Christian, you should not want to keep doing this. They want to keep backsliding back. They want to keep doing that again and again. They want to basically have their cake and eat it too. You shouldn't want to do that. John 8, 47, I read this earlier. I'll read it again. He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear them because you are not of God. Well, listen, if we are of God, we should not want to be of the world. We should not want to live like the world. We should want to move on from the things of the world. We should not live like them or be associated with them. Now, listen, you might think to yourself, but wait a minute. I still have wants of the things of the world at times. That's because you're human. You're not just of God. You're also of a human being. You're, you are of this world. But that doesn't mean you have to be of this world. You are from this world, but you don't have to be of this world. You still have temptations, yes. But you don't have to give in to those things, and you don't have to be a part of it. That, that, that's natural. But you don't have to be a part of it. There's a difference in that. There's a great difference in that. Let's go back to the board game again. You are a part of the game of life. you ever played the game of life? Boy, I sure have. I played it many, 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 many times. But you are part of the board game of Christian life. That's how we're supposed to be. But if you're part of the game of life, some people want to play on a completely different board game. If you are a part of the Christian life, why would you want to be playing the game sorry? Because I want to tell you something. If you're playing on the Christian life, you shouldn't want to be playing the sorry game at the same time. And that's what you're doing if you're trying to behave like you're lost. Because to be lost is sorry. But if you're playing the Christian life, that's how you're supposed to be. Saved. Away from the sorry life. I promise you that. It's how you're supposed to be. It's how we're supposed to be. Well, let's take a look at this. First of all, you're saved by the grace of God. But we're not to test the grace of God. We're not to test that. We are to be saved by the Lord God and be thankful for what he's given us. We need to walk away from that. In the book of John, Chapter 6, verse 63, it says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. Yes, the game of life, Christian life. We need to stick with life, not with death. And we don't need to be living in the waves of death. We need to stay away from those things. Keep on away from living the ways of death. We don't need to be the ways of lost man. 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking, rather be infants in evil. Be in your thinking, excuse me, but in your thinking be mature. We need to be mature. We need to be away from those ways. We need to be away from evil. Okay, then there's Luke 9.62. Luke said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back at things is fit for the kingdom of God. And what does that mean? That means whenever they were taking care of the land and, and, and trying to put down the things to grow in the land, would they look back to the things of the world? No, we're to look towards the ways of the kingdom of heaven. We don't need to keep looking back to the ways of, of the loss. We don't need to keep doing that. Okay, now we've spent enough time on, on, on that keeping on. We've now looked at keeping on starting over and keep on living like a lost man. So what's the third one, Pastor? Well, okay. Now the third one is to keep on sitting still. Some people keep sitting still, and they don't want to move at all. That's the third type of keeping on. They keep on sitting still and doing nothing. They do nothing. Have you, have you ever done that yourself? Oh, I have at times. I've been lazy. I've been slothful. Maybe you've done that too. 
Well, that's not very fun. Let's go back to playing games again. Have you ever played a game where you can't move? You can't do anything. You've lost your turn. Maybe you've grabbed a card that says lose a turn. Maybe everything you do makes you lose a turn. You feel pointless sitting there while everybody else, everyone else gets to move and you do absolutely nothing or you're supposed to be playing the game of life or whatever game it might be. But here's the thing. You are not pointless. You're to be a soldier of Christ. You're to move forward, not sit still and being lazy, not saying, well, God loves me, so I'm not going to do anything. No, don't just keep on sitting there. Don't just keep on being lazy, sitting there with your face either in the word of God or in something else and not growing from it. Don't keep on sitting still. Keep on moving forward, moving forward and following the Lord God. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So then there's number four. Well, before I move on, I apologize for that. I apologize for that. I, I forgot to read the scriptures that I have for you to look up here. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, but you, brothers, do not be weary in doing good. Or not to be weary in doing good. We follow the Lord God. We can do good. And then there's Romans 12, 11. Do not be, oh, I like this one. I've got to remind myself of this at times. Do not be lazy in diligence but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Oh, that's an important one. Oh, I'm going to read it again. I like the sound of it. I do. Here we go. Do not be lazy in diligence. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Oh, that's important. We have to remind ourselves of this every single day. Number four. Now we're on to number four. This is the important one. This is the most important one. Keep on moving forward, as we said before. Keep on moving forward. This is the one that we need to do. This is what keep on keeping on is really about. To keep on keeping on. To keep on moving forward. Growing in Christ. Giving your all to God. Always. That's what keep on keeping on means when you're a Christian. To keep on giving your best to Christ. Continuously to the Lord God. Always giving your best to the Lord. In the best of times or in the worst of times. Always giving your all to God. Always giving what you have unto the Lord. Always saying, Lord, here I am. Take me, mold me, make me what you want me to be, what I need to be, Lord God. Take me, make me. This is what we need to say unto the Lord God. Take me, Lord God. Make me what you need me to be. Lord Jesus Christ, help me so I can keep on keeping on. I'm not going to give up, Lord God, because you're not done with me, Lord Jesus. Whatever you want me to be, here I am. Make me, Lord. Make me. Take me and make me. That's what we need to say each and every day. Oh, I know. I know what it's like. Sometimes we wake up and we just want to stay asleep. I do it sometimes. But you know what? We need to make ourselves wake up in the spirit and keep on going. Yes, we need to keep on keeping on and allow Jesus to change us, to mold us and make us. That's what we need to do. But wait a minute. Doesn't the Lord God love us just the way we are? Oh, yes, he loves you. He loves you just the way you are. He'll accept you the way you are, but he loves you so much. He's not going to leave you just the way you are. Do you hear me now? He loves you so much. He's not going to leave you just the way you are. That's how much he loves you. He loves you so much. He's not going to leave you the way you are. He's not going to leave us like a lump of clay. Oh, pastor, you're hurting my feelings. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm hurting your feelings. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me. I'm a lump. I don't want to stay a lump. I want God to mold me. I want him to make me. I want him to change me. 
But if God really loves us, he's not going to want us to change. No, he loves you so much. He wants you to change because he knows you're not perfect and you're never going to be perfect. But the perfect one is living in your heart. And we're to be more like him and less like us. That's how it's supposed to be. But we live in a very sensitive society. Well, forget the society, folks. We're not supposed to try to be like the people in our society. No. We're supposed to be like the one who has saved us. We're supposed to be like the one who's living within us. We're not to be listening to them. Don't listen to them. Listen to him. Mold me, make me, change me, Lord. Keep on keeping on to the finish line. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Let's be doing it. That's not just supposed to be. Let's just keep going. Let's keep changing. First Peter 1.6 In this you greatly rejoice even though now if for a little while you have had to suffer various trials. Pastor, we have to suffer in this world. Yes, we do. We have to suffer. But just for a little while, just for a little while, we're going to suffer. And by the way, growing pains are going to happen. And as we change, it's going to hurt a little bit. I remember the growing pains. I go through growing pains even now in the spirit. But it's only for a little while. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Galatians. You know the book of Galatians. It's one that's called Galatians. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And it says this, And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not give up. You're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap what you sow. Don't give up. If you give up, you won't. But if you don't give up, you're going to reap what you sow. So just keep on reaping. Ephesians 5.1. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. We're to imitate God. Not the world around us. Not the things around us. No, 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 no. Be imitators of God. Be like the Lord. Proverbs. Proverbs. You can write these down if you don't get a chance to look them all up. I know I'm going quick. I apologize. Proverbs 16.3 Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Commit. We need to be committed to the Lord God. Absolutely. And don't worry. Only one more for this moment at least. Only one more. And that's the book of James. Oh, I love James. Isn't James wonderful? James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. My brothers, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Oh, I know we do. I know we do. We go into a lot of temptations. Listen to what it says now. My brothers, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith develops patience. But let patience perfect, perfect its work, that you may be perfect and complete, Lacking nothing. Oh, it's not easy. It is not easy to be perfected by God because it's a lot of growing pains. It's a lot of growing pains. In fact, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's so spiritually painful sometimes. And a lot of times our emotions and everything else is tested with it. But if we are patient, you're going to like the outcome. You're going to feel so good inside, spiritually and emotionally and everything else. Just be patient.
keep on keeping on. Never give up. And I'm going to give you a few examples, a few spiritual examples of good and the bad. And I know you're going to think right now I'm about to say ugly, and there's a little bit of that too. But the fact is, let's take a look at Jesus' disciples, his apostles, those 12. Oh, yes. Today is, is Palm Sunday. This is the last Sunday that we have before Easter. And it was a week before Jesus went to be upon the cross. In this last week, Jesus went around and he spoke to many, many people, including his apostles. And in this last week, he spoke to them many, many times. But if you look at what Jesus did with those apostles in their lifetime, it was amazing. He said many, many things. I don't have time to tell you everything he said. I just don't. But if you want to take the time, we could try it. No, but anyway, all that being said, he did many, many changes in their lifetime. Many, many changes. But here's here in his lifetime, those three years that he was with them. But here's, here's what we can see. He called 12 to follow him, those apostles. We have Peter, James, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, Bartholomew, James, Aless, Simon, Thaddeus, and Judas. Now, and Andrew. I forgot to put Andrew down here. Andrew as well. I apologize, Andrew. You were the first one. But Andrew as well. Now with this 12, they were all changed by the Lord God. Every single one of them in one way or another. Now not all of them, of course, continue to follow God. We know what happened to Judas. We know what he did. We already know that. We're not going to have to go there again. But with the other ones, we saw some things that happened to them. Changes in their life. Things where they followed the Lord God. And we don't know every little change that happened in their life, but some of them we do. We got to see some things that Jesus did. He told them throughout the life that he was with them to keep on keeping on, to keep on serving. He even told them in a few different occasions that they were going to have to continue to follow even when he was no longer with them. We got to see that he told them that he was about to leave them even just shortly before he left when they were having their last supper. He told them, I'm about to leave you now, but I'm going to send another to be with you. Talking about the Holy Spirit now. He said, this other is going to come be with you, and he will help you. He will mold you and make you. Now, these I'm paraphrasing now, but it's the same thing that, that happens with us, with the Holy Spirit, to mold and to make, and that the Holy Spirit would mold them and make them to what they needed to be. This is what he did. Now, let's take a look real quick at who Peter, Simon was his name, Simon Peter, also known as Cephas, the rock. He told Peter that he would build the church upon him. He said this to him, and he did. But now let's think about this for a second. Who was Simon Peter? He was a hothead, is what he was. He was a hothead. He was one who was bullheaded in many, many ways. And there was no way that God could use him the way he was. But yet he did use him. But he changed him. He did not stay the same man. He was bullheaded. We saw what he did. We saw everything that Peter did. We know about all of his faults. But God changed him, slow but sure. God can use a hothead fisherman. God can use him because God can change even the hot-headed fishermen. And not just that hot-headed fisherman, but a couple other ones too. We saw what God did with James and John, the sons of Zebedee. By the way, that's not all they were known as. They were known as the sons of thunder. These sons of thunder were known as sons of thunder. Why were they called that? Was their dad Thor? No, their dad was not Thor. They were known as sons of thunder because they were also hot-headed, hot-tempered. They were quick to, to go crazy. To shoot off at the lips, to, to want to get into fights. This is what they were known as. But let's see what happened with them. Well, first of all, we know what happened with Simon Peter in the book of Acts. We see that he was used and changed by the Holy Spirit and became the one that God used to bring the people to him and speak through him. The Holy Spirit did 
and the Holy Spirit came down upon the people. We see that. God changed Peter, but he didn't just change Peter. We saw that he changed James, and James was used of God. And James is the first of these apostles that left us. He was killed, and he died a martyr's death, and we know that. And then we got to see what happened with John. John, John, who was this horrible hothead of a young man, but he was also known as the humble one. He came to be known as a very humble man who wouldn't even name himself in his book because he didn't want to be thought of as being arrogant. So this humble, loving man who was called by Jesus to even take care of his mother, talking about Jesus' mother. This is John. John was changed because of the Holy Spirit. John was changed and called by the Lord God, Jesus Christ. We can see that if God can use these people, that he can use you and he can change you and he can take them and tell them to keep on keeping on, he can do the same to you. If he can do that with these people, every single one of them, he can do it with you. All we have to do is be willing to keep on keeping on, willing to get up and to keep on keeping on no matter what occurs. And you might be thinking, oh, they had it easy. Oh, no, they didn't. Oh, but they had Jesus with them. So do you. You have Jesus Christ with you and he's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He did leave them for a time, but he came back. He came back. Here's the thing. He's never going to leave you. Never going to forsake you. He's with you every single day, every moment of the day. And if you feel like Jesus isn't with you, maybe it's because you're not with him. Maybe it's because you're not spending your days and your nights and your time with him like you should. But we need to keep on keeping on. Here's the thing. I told you earlier, just a, a short while ago, that my father always said, keep on keeping on. But there's something I didn't tell you. There's something I forgot to tell you. I didn't forget to. I was just going to wait till now. My father didn't just say, keep on keeping on. No, he didn't. He said, keep on keeping on with Jesus. He said, keep on keeping on with Jesus. Because it's one thing to keep on keeping on. But if you keep on keeping on with Jesus, you're never alone. And you're going to keep on keeping on with the right thing, with the right attitude, and doing the right thing. It's one thing to say that you know of God, but it's the completely different thing that, to know God. To know of God and to know him personally, two completely different things. So we need to make sure that today you keep on keeping on with Jesus. I'm going to read to you two scriptures very quickly. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this, and it goes right along with keep on keeping on. It says this, watch, stand fast in the faith, be bold like men and be strong. And one more. Once again, I read to you Philippians 1, 6. I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. And remember, my friends, keep on keeping on with Jesus. Let's bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, we come to you today knowing that you're with us always. You will continue to be with us always, and we know that, Lord God. You will never leave us because you promised us this. You will be with us until our day that we are with you in heaven. And Lord God, we know this promise is true because you said it is. And Lord God, we pray that we will continue to keep on keeping on with you as you will with us. Lord God, I pray right now, if there be anyone out there today who doesn't know you, that this be the day 
that they come to be your child. Lord God, I pray if there be anyone right now who's afraid, who's afraid of what's going on in their life, that today they will make you a part of their life. I pray this in your holy, precious name. And I pray that you take away all fear and put comfort within them. Lord God, I pray all of this in your name. Amen.